The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Then God can say, write down the vision, make it plain. We're not going there tonight. So what exactly is vision? There are two kinds of vision. I want to speak about generally. The first one is what we call optic vision. It's the ability to see. If you are here, you can see me tonight. Amen. Some people cannot see me very well because they are, is it nearsighted or farsighted? I'm just sighted. Praise the Lord. Either way, now, we, in fact, 2020, we say it in um, optometrics that it's, um, it's about clarity of vision, perfect vision. So what it says is that you can see up to 20 feet very clearly in front of you. Are we together? So if there's anything, this year is a year of great vision in every dimension. But this is what I'm going to. Optic vision, a lot of people have it in the world. But the second one, and that's where I'm going to, is called inner vision. Inner vision. And this is the ability to see possibilities. Not everybody is seeing possibilities. Your life operates on optic vision, but you're a natural man. If, if I read your plan and it takes God, you will pray. The reason you're not praying is because you are El Shaddai. That's why. Oh, you see, some people don't, you see, God told me, he said 2020, most people have reviewed their plans. Their plans are to have a better year. God said, I'm not interested in a better year. I want a new year. I'm not interested in a better year. Oh, that 2020 is better. Understand that this decade is different. So God wants to take you higher. Somebody say, God is taking me higher. So, there's the inner vision, the ability to see possibilities, ability to see realities of the spirit. I wrote something here, I want to say that. What differentiates men is inner vision and not optic vision. What differentiates men is inner vision, not optic vision. We are looking at iPhone, iPad. Somebody saw it before we got there. And when they saw it, they went into the future and created it. And for those that did not see it, we are buying because they saw ahead of us. If you are not seeing ahead, you will be a consumer all your life. You will have nothing to produce to deliver to your world. Can I tell you something? Without vision, when it says my people perish, it means it doesn't mean that you know that they'll have one shoe, you know, and perish is if you go and study it, anything short of God's plan is perish. Anything short of God's plan is perish. So my question is, this is your vision. Is it from an inner vision? The essence of vision, I'm going somewhere and I need to hurry tonight, is to birth what? Possibilities. Our year of great vision must be our year of great delivery of that vision. I, don't, I didn't come here, Pastor T did not call me so that we can have a nice time just in, in, in the presence of the Lord. You know what I mean, yeah? There must be a clear difference. This series is running is because it's an investment into you to make you deliver the prophecy. So when Paul tells Timothy to wear a good warfare, Paul understood that to prophesy is not enough. And we need to know how to war. You need to know how to war when it comes to a great vision. You know, I mentor a number of people and I can tell you 90% of the people I'm talking to only want a better year. That's all they're asking for. Sit down. Their plan is not more than house, car, money. Let's be factual. When you're thinking about what this year is about, all you're thinking about are ephemeral things. Are those things bad? No, they're not bad. But can I tell you, I'm dropping my notes, that the greatest thing God can show you is to show you his plan for you for this year. And when you understand the plan, you will know that your money you want to get is a tool for the plan. Let me stay with my notes. Praise God. Jeremiah 33, we know that scripture. But let me read the message translation. Jeremiah 33, verse 2 and 3. He said, this is God's message. I'm reading the message translation. This is God's message. The God who made what? Earth. Made it livable and lasting. Known everywhere as God. Okay, let me keep reading. I want to show it. Jeremiah 33, verse 2 and 3. Message translation. Do you have it quickly? Is it up? Praise God. 
There's a statement I want us to look at and see together. Praise the Lord. Okay? You need some time? So just listen to me. Are we up? Praise God. Hallelujah. Jeremiah 33, 23. This is God's message. The God who made earth, made it livable and lasting, known everywhere as God. Call to me and I will answer you. And this is what I'm going to. I will tell you marvelous and wondrous things that you could never figure out on your own. That you could never. So I'm saying to you that some of you, the best, now God is, and this is where the place of prayer, we've been praying since December, and I hope I've been praying, amen. Don't be like Reverend Kesson, at one time, Reverend Kesson, all that you do is say, I'm listening to prayer. No, you don't listen to prayer, you pray, praise the Lord. Some people listen to pray with Dr. K. Some people pray with Dr. K. In 2020, in deep waters, you will pray. Someone say amen. amen. What? And that's, you see, God told me, he says, I've shown everybody. I'm showing them. You see, it is God's job to show. It's your job to position to see. And now the other part is that a lot of people that see vision and connected to our vision, it excites you. Well, that's not enough. Let's go on tonight. So God wants to show you marvelous things, wondrous things that you can never, and when God says it's never, it's never, never figure out with your mind. I don't know the things that God is speaking to you. You see, your job is not just, your job is to write them now. <laughs> the, you see, if you have nothing written in a jotter, you are not serious. You know, I told you I'll flog you today. If you have nothing in an iPad or a pad, praise the Lord, <laughs> somewhere, that you have written to say this year, Written, honestly, vision will make you right. Real vision will make you right. That's why when you have an idea, you look at something to write. That's the way we are designed. So if you are just looking, hey, this year will be a better year. Oh. Please, 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 that is a waste of your time. Don't waste your time. Write it down. So how does vision come? Now let me put it this way because you see, every one of us are at different levels of our growth with God. And you see, God has to find a way to communicate with you. If you have a two-year-old child and a ten-year-old child, the way you will tell a two-year-old child, bring my bag, is not the way you tell a ten-year-old child, bring your bag. And so God understands that many of us are in different levels of spiritual maturity and he has made provision for even the least person to catch a vision. Even the least to catch a vision. So three ways, number one, and Pastor T spoke about it, vision by association. Do you know that coming to church alone and you are sitting under your pastor, many times have been there, you are listening to Pastor T say A, but you are hearing B. Anybody been there before? And you are writing it down. The problem is that you write it and you forget it. That's God showing you. You see, because you can get clarity by just being around some people. I'm telling you. In fact, I can tell you something. That most of the world are around people. And let me say this to you. Your association determines how far you can see. You are, so in 2020, be careful about your association. Even in church, praise the Lord. Everybody in the house of the Lord, we are different levels from the gates. Some people are climbing fence, amen. <laughs> so you have to know. You see, you cannot, Bible says that he that walks with the wise will know what to do. You'll be wise. And so, the first one, I don't have time, is association. The second one is vision by imagination. Do you know God allows to a large, some degree, your imagination to take place? In fact, he cannot walk without your imagination. Please go and watch how to frame your world. Dr. K, the message is teaching right now. Listen to them. It's important because that is one of the capabilities that God has given to us. When God gives you a word and says, I'm on tree. He says, I'm ready to do my work. You are the one many times that to sit with him and put natural interpretation to spiritual realities. And use your brain. That's why if your brain is low capacity, even if God shows, and somebody says something like that, what do you think? You know the book of Revelation has many dragon, horse, tiger, even cockroach. I'm just joking. Praise God. And the person has a very valuable question. That if you were in the days of John, the Apostle John, and you saw a helicopter, what would you call it? There's no reference. It's a dragon. In fact, if you see a, a fighter jet shooting bullets, you will call it a dragon spitting fire. I think so. But there's a theory around that. Are we together? So that even spiritual realities require human capacity to download it appropriately. Don't let me get it myself. Imagination. There is nothing that they've imagined to do that they cannot do. 
One of the benefits of grace is that God wants to see you operate. When Adam was going to name animals, God took a chair to see what we named them. And whatever he named them, that was his name. God is sitting down waiting for you to create stuff. Use your imagination. But the highest level is vision by revelation. In Ephesians, we know the scripture, 117, 18, that the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened, that God will grant to you the spirit of wisdom and knowledge, in, in knowledge of him, that the eyes of your understanding might be enlightened, that you might know the hope of your calling. There is a calling. There is a reason why you exist. And let me tell you what vision means. In, you cannot imagine it. God can only show you. God can only unveil it. That's the one he said, you cannot figure out on your own. Joseph could never figure out that he would be prime minister. He couldn't. Because, I mean, we have YouTube now. I'm sure he did not know what Egypt looked like. But God sees all things. So I want to say, in this season, in the place of prayer, and you keep praying that Pauline prayer, that God enlightened me as I'm understanding that I know the hope to which I've called me. And believe that he answers that prayer. Because people are hoping that God will answer. Mm -mm. I, don't to, I don't want to go that today. Alright? In Acts chapter 13 verse 2. Bible says that while some disciples were ministering unto the Lord, God said, separate unto me Paul and was it Barnabas, am I right? To the work that I have prepared for them to do. So there's a prepared work. And while they were worshipping, ladies and gentlemen, if you have no personal time with God this year, you're going to be limited in your ability to see. Many of the things I've enjoyed came during the period of worship. In fact, in my place of worship, there's a barrel on paper or iPad. It shows that God is ready to show you. You know, Bible said about Job, he said, he longed for the days when the secret of God was upon his tabernacle. The place of worship. And God, how many of you have been there and there's thoughts start coming? That is a download from heaven. And can I say something to you? The, the reason why people get frustrated is because they have this idea. Somebody shared one idea with me recently. I looked at him, I looked at the idea. Ah! I said, God, only you can interpret this thing. Because there was no, <laughs> no correlation. How is it going Some ideas God gives you is not for now, but he must show you now. I'm going somewhere. So, when God gives you a vision, it is simply a glimpse into his great plans for your life. Now, I love God's vision. I wrote three things about it, or three examples. God's vision is usually highly motivating. Look, you can't, when, when, when you encounter um, a glimpse into God's plan for your life, you will feel like there's a meaning to your life. And that's why I'm placing this one highest. Now, I'm not saying don't put down your imagination. I'm not saying don't rule with some people. Are we together? But this is so important. Why? The Bible says, God told the Egyptians that were in Egypt, He said, I'm taking you to a land flowing with what? Milk. Anybody, show me a place in this world that milk comes from the ground. Or honey is flowing. Have you seen anything like that? All right. It says that you will get to a land where you will eat bread without scarceness. If you tell any guy in Agege, all he can see is that there's bread everywhere. Amen. Do you get my point? So, even in the way that God will communicate his vision, it inspires you. My question is, what is it that is inspiring you and has stayed? That's God speaking most times. I love one of the things I saw in Luke chapter 1. In Luke chapter 1, Dr. Luke said, every, every other person has written about, you know, their encounters with you and all that. In verse 3, he now said, it seemed good to me also to document it. He did not know the Holy Spirit was moving him to write a gospel. What is the Holy Spirit moving you to do? The difference between most of us and other people is that we act on what we're inspired to do. That's the difference. It's important, but I'm going somewhere today. So, between vision and reality is always action. This is where most believers are left behind. Habakkuk 2, 2 says, And the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain upon tables that he may run. That's a key word tonight. That he may run that we did it. Let me read message translation. And then God answered, Write this. Write what you see. I remember the first time I started seeing things. I thought it was me. How many been there before? You think it's your mind. You are not that brilliant. Why are you feeling yourself? <laughs> I remember I've been there before. You see, let me say this to you. After a while, you will know, the Bible says he's the one that's at work in you, both to will and to do 
of his good pleasure. What that means is that after a while, what, as you are in sync with him, what you are thinking is a reflection of what he's thinking. So you take your thinking seriously. So Pastor T is pastoring the church now and he says, Father, thank you for the plans for the church and all that and God will give some specific instructions. Then he has an idea. He begins to work on it and says, we need to put this together. It's not like I had a, a variety of verse. My son, 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 son. Organize three days. No, it doesn't work that way. His imagination comes in alignment with what he has seen. This year, take yourself seriously. This year, take yourself seriously. I'm going somewhere. I will land. Don't worry. Like I said, wherever we read today, we what? On hook, and we'll continue next week. Don't miss it, though. Praise God. So I'm really struggling because I'm keeping to my note, and I'm trying. Can you clap for me? Amen. <laughs> let me tell you the message tonight, and this is the key statement. Vision is... Now, look. Okay, let me read, I'll read a, a message. God answered, write this. Write what you see. Write it out in big block letters so that it can be read on the run. God told me only runners achieve vision. If you are not a runner, it's, I'm talking about a kind of person. A kind of person. In those days when they didn't have email or telephone, the king would have a decree and would say, go to all the towns. And they had these runners. And they will take the message and be running. So when you just see that guy, say, there's a message. So those, those runners are always going about whatever the king is asking them to do. My question is, are you running with what the king is asking you to do? Are you only runners that he may run that reads it? Not that he may read and laugh and sit and smile and do nothing. You must, now, I'm not talking about we are running. You must be a runner. I'm talking about a kind of person. There's only a kind of person that can fulfill. I mean, I've been watching, I mean, after um, Supernatural, I've been watching Ralph Beck, and I'm seeing this man, and you start hearing stories about uh, how um, Bishop Waluke went to Russia, then he went to this country. When the flight was hard to enter, then, not now, not a connecting flight to connect, it was a tough one. Not now. And these guys have gone to nations. When you hear Reverend George has gone to one another something nations of the world. And you have not gone beyond Ojota. I have a problem. Do you know he said, he said something at one of the meetings that one of the, one of the challenges the fathers have is whether this generation has the capacity to fulfill the purpose. And I'll tell you why. A lot of people are distracted from the race. Let me go to my notes. I'll be a good pastor today. Praise God. Somebody say, I'm a runner. I know you have not been running, but say, I'm a runner. If I played the video of your life from January 1 to today, will I be impressed? Will I be impressed? Think about it. I'm be honest. There's some things, no, the grace of God, hey, Close to grace is disgrace. Oh. Very close. It's only this that's there. So you will not see disgrace. If I play, I'm not saying, you know, you know, you know we talk about playing the video. The only thing that comes to mind is and the, on the last day. Then we will now play video. It's not anywhere in the scriptures, but you know that thing they always tell us. We will not play the video of our life. We will not say, ah, oh, brother Jimmy. But no. Uh, you see, sin. I'm not talking about sin. I'm talking about the race. In fact, the Bible says you should lay aside the sin and you wait and run what? The race. I'm saying that how much have you covered in your race between January 1 and now? The attitude you are using is telling me, I mean, one of the strongest moments of the year is the beginning of the year. A runner that says, oh, your marks, said go. There's nothing like this. You know he doesn't want to win. Some people, this is how they are doing. From January 1, hey, what's... take his selfie on the track. I know it's easy to laugh, but if I watch the video of your life, will I be impressed? Would you be running? You know, some people are, you know, have recovered from, from December. They are still in celebration mood. They have shot the bullets. The race is running. By next week, end of January, Abby, 
Let your eyes shine. Wake up. Don't sleep well tonight. Some people are asleep. Amen. I thought I would flog you. But it's okay. Thank God for Pastor T. So I want to go quickly. Characteristics of runners. I told you a runner is a kind of person. In 2020, I need you to run. I need you to run. God needs you to run. I was looking at the music guys. You know, Bimbo playing the keyboard. Um, you know, Martin's playing the drum. And I'm like, I wonder who these guys really are that they don't know. I really wonder. I mean, this Sunday we had the meeting. I saw Nathaniel Bassi. I saw, you know, all of these guys. And they were not the only worshippers when they started. But they're the ones we know. I can tell you they are runners. That's why they can keep running. Nathaniel Bassi has a meeting almost every day. You small praise and worship. You need seven days to recover. God, God can't help you. Amen. I was talking to Samuel Kosu. He said he just flew in from France. He was in four Eastern, um, uh, whatever, um, European countries. Now he's traveling, end of this month, he's going first to these European countries, another set. From there, he's going to US. Then from there, he's going to Canada. Then. And you know, he told me something I can share. I mean, it's open. He said on Sunday that he woke up, he was tired. He wanted to go to church. Then he said to his wife, I'm tired. His wife said, shh, shh. Don't say it. God is listening. He said that you told God he wants the world. The door has opened now. If you tell God he's tired, God can tell the angels, he's tired though. Don't let's disturb him. Some of you are already tired. Over what? What are you doing? Are you tired? Do you know that if you are doing nonsense, you will still be tired? You see, a lot of people are tired from nonsense. It does not weigh in destiny. But they're tired! I'm getting there. I've not reached there. Number one. Runners are aware that they are in a race. Some, some people behave like, like they are in parents' race. You know parents' race? You know parents' race? When they are doing inter-house sports. Parents' race is for entertainment. Oh, your mom, yes, your father will not embarrass you. You start covering your eye. That's for what? Some people are behaving as if they are in parents' race. But when they do 100 meters boys, <laughs> can I tell you this? Life is 100 meters boys. <laughs> Or 100 meters girls for gender balance. Praise the Lord. It is a dash. You don't see someone that wants to run 100 meters. That, in fact, many of them will beat the gun because they are ready to go. Did you beat the gun this year? People that beat the gun this year, they started working on 2020. This is November. Well, I mean, December. See what's happening in January now? <laughs> yeah, so I'll go there. Because I realized that in many ways in church we are becoming like the world. It will slow us down. We are comparing ourselves to others. And they that do that are not wise. Number one, they are aware that they are in a race. They are not trying to survive. They are not competing with others. You see, your competition is with your destiny. Where am I meant to be? When we say that God will restore the years you've lost, you know what it means? There's a place you are meant to be that you are not. And God can do that, but there's no need for restoration if you don't know because he will need to restore more. <laughs> First Corinthians 9.24 Do you not know that in a race, all the runners run? People are running, parents race, sack race, but only one gets the prize. Run in such a way as to get the prize. 2020, run. Don't play lights in 2020. Run like you want to win. Let your attitude in 2020 be different from 2019. Number two. Okay, let, let me so on number one. Oh, that, I mean, it's a sub. They are aware that, no, that they're in a race. They are aware they're in a preset race. They have a high sense of consecration to God's leading. The reason that God gave you breath is to fulfill his purpose. Stop making this about yourself. I was watching Pastor Dotun talking about purpose and all that. He said, purpose is not about you. You are here for us. Some of you are wasting our air, fresh air. We should remove you. Because you are just breathing, moving, and having no being. Amen? Why are you around? Whose life are you touching? With your product, with your service, with your presence. 
if your absence makes no difference, your presence is not worth it. That you did not come, they didn't feel you. That you come, they will not feel you. You go to work. You have been going to the office. And they are not like, I hope you are not planning to leave. Oh. You cannot leave. Oh. It means that your absence does not make a difference. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 1, we know wherefore sin, we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us and let us run with patience. The patience is not run slowly, it's patience with focus. Run with patience the race that is set before us. Get the details of your race, write it down. What is this year about? And sit down. I say, Father, by the help of the Holy Spirit, as I write, and start, start, you will start in the flesh and end up in the spirit. Well, we do that when we laugh in the spirit. Am I right? And the other spiritual things. Do you know you can sit down and say, I want to write down the plan for my life for 2020. And start in the flesh and end up in the spirit. You can. So do it. Don't plan to do it. Do it. From now, start writing. Some of you, God is talking to you right now. He's bringing back to your mind some things he said. Write it down. Have a clean sheet of paper. That you cannot throw away on your phone. I'm going somewhere to that. Number two, they prepare for the race. Olympics is this year. Some people have been preparing for four years. They have not eaten three square meals for four years for 100 meters race. <laughs> you know, in 2020, if you are eating all year long, you cannot fulfill destiny, fullness. You can enter Eden, but you will not enjoy Eden. <laughs> I'm telling you. Some people like this, I mean, I had to tell myself, Bobo, you have to wake up. If you want to go fast, you have to fast. It's simple. If you want to do exploits, you must play. So I'm telling, my wife knows, I have had to make personal adjustments. Go easy, but we are going to do it. I'm listening to messages on fasting so that I can get spiritual energy to do what I need to do. You see, when you want to do long, the, the angel said, eat for the journey is long. There's a journey. Don't be behaving as if well, there's Uber. There's no Uber in purpose <laughs> that will carry you. There's a provision of grace, amen? You must write grace. It's not by effort. Are we together? Well, behave yourself. Hallelujah. Prepare for the race. Have capacity. Number three, they run to finish. You know, some people are just running to say they are running. You must finish your race. Paul said, I fought the good fight. I have finished, finished. Fi you know, my dad passed on some weeks ago. I just realized my father is in heaven today. And I know my father is in the choir. That's what he's going to go and do. He likes to sing. He's going to be disturbing them there with his baritone voice. I know. <laughs> but I asked a question. You know God is asking me already. I probably have someone asked. The thing I sent you for, did you finish it? God wants finishers. And 2020 is a part of the puzzle. Don't waste this year. Yes, God restores, but it's better when you have to do it at the right time. They run to the finish. They maximize the time. Finish, finishers have an awareness of time and their resources and they maximize them. Number four, they know how to avoid distractions. And even when they fall, they recover quickly. Have you seen a runner that hits somebody or his battle? Nah, I think your battle should not fall or whatever. But, you know, it almost, it slows him down. But they recover. I'm telling you, in 2020, if I can tell you that every person you are seeing that you are admiring ran a perfect race, I'll tell you it's not true. But I like what John Maxwell said. He said, if you fail, fail forward. If you fail, fail forward. Don't fail and be, hey, every one of us is by grace. Amen. So don't get, get over yourself. That thing that happened, happened. Move on. I was talking to somebody today. He said, one of the reasons why people don't feel, because they don't feel qualified. I said, I'm not qualified though. I just, I don't feel it. <laughs> I know. I'm not so, because I know, I collect qualification of righteousness. Amen. And I run. You see, when you, a pastor stands, he is not standing, a pastor that stands in an office because he has fasted 17 days and is thinking because of me. Now, those things, it will, it will, it will deliver sub, very sub-level. But after he has done that and says, not me, but you. Eh? Dead man can rise. Praise God. It's by grace. He has called us according to his purpose and grace, which he gave us in Christ before the world began. This year, let nothing stop you. You know when he says lay aside, 
Sometimes that thing will come back later side. Of course, find a way to deal with it. If it's a way, it's a particular friend, some situation or another, deal with it. Amen. But I'm saying don't let anything stop you in 2020. Galatians 5 and 7, you are running the race well. Who has interfered and prevented you from obeying the truth? I like the word who because one of the biggest things that causes slowness is who. Ask who in your life is causing problem and address it. Recover quickly. Ephesians 5.16, redeeming the time because the days are what? Evil. Ladies and gentlemen, it's not you that's evil, it's the days. <laughs> the days are what? Tomorrow is what? Say it. <laughs> Jesus said, every day has its own evil. Have you seen it? So why is the spirit of don't want to say it? Tomorrow is evil. <laughs> it's you that you are light. So don't feel bad that you are seeing evil. You will not be discussing evil. What's your business? Just shine. Arise and shine. That's your own. Every day when I arise, I shine. Someone said that. Say every day when I arise. Say I shine. You know what that means? When you wake up tomorrow, go and shine. Don't bother about darkness. Don't bother about yesterday. Shine. Start. Do better today. And keep moving. Of course, you know Proverbs chapter 24, verse 16. For a just man falleth seven times, and he rises up again. But the wicked shall fall into mischief. Number five. They are disciplined. Last year, I discovered I was very lazy. Sorry if I'm disappointing you. But laziness does not mean you're watching Netflix for 24 hours. Laziness is seeing opportunity and not going for it. That's laziness. Many of us saw things, but we did not. That was what? Laziness. Laziness. Let me stay with my notes. First Corinthians 9, 25 to 27. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. Number one, I'm in a race. It's strict. Can I say this to you? Don't use grace to lead to disgrace. Oh. There are extremes of it. Of course, I'm not saying you depend on the Holy Spirit. You, fall, you, you, are, you are resting in faith. Are we together? But God told me, he said, some people are resting too early. You know, God, you know what he told me? He said, I rested after six days. Some people are already resting in January. Let me help some people. You know, this thing now, there's this thing about pleasure. Where any small thing now, you want to go out with your friend and go to the beach. You are resting too early. You now say, uh, you know, people send me, and I understand the concern because they said, you're all over the world. I, I'm not exactly social media that makes you feel so. I'm usually in my house, praise God. Once, but when I go out, I take pictures. Then I now release about seven days. You think I'm all over the world. Praise God. So people are always very concerned. And like, Pastor Jimmy, are you resting? I now realize I slept eight hours yesterday. <laughs> I'm still trying to recover that I slept too much. You are telling me that you need to rest. And some people say, ah, it's true. It's true. I need to rest. You now go to Papua New Guinea. I'm going to take a coconut. Okay? It's too early to rest. It's too early to rest. Go and check anybody doing exploits. Rest is after you have walked. Genesis 2-2. God walked, then he rested. If you rest and you have not walked, you are wasting your time. You will rest in peace. Not you. I'm telling you, God told me, he said, you must qualify for rest. He said, I qualified for rest. And let me, you know what he told me also? He said, if the work you did, he said, he said, he said if you do my work, it will bring you into rest. He said, if you are not at rest, you are not doing my work. Go and check it. Because there's a dimension to being in purpose. If you are walking and you're not in purpose, you don't deserve to rest. Some of you are in, you know that you are not aligned with God's will for your life. You walked Monday to Friday at a job and it's important to be diligent there. Then on Saturday, you slept Saturday and Sunday. That's the day you should recover. Use one year to recover. In 20, 2008, when I knew I was going to leave banking and all that, those that used to carry my laptop home, feeling myself, they'll call me, the current MD of UBA will call me there, Jimmy, do this. One day I realized I'm not going to be head of HR in any place. That's not my destiny. Friday, I finish my work. I leave the laptop in the office. They will call me on Saturday. So Jimmy, do this. I say, sir, my laptop is in the office. 
He tried it three times, then he got the message that just it's only Monday to Friday we sign with this boy. Some of you are priding yourself in something you know. Now, I'm not saying don't be diligent. You must be faithful in what belongs to another man, but you must recover. Your weekend is for recovery. Your weekend is for recovery. Some of you, I want to be a trainer. When you finish your work as customer service, on weekend, you follow Minister Be Pastor Bennett as he's going to go and do training on finance or somebody. Carry his bag. I'm telling you, that association will change your life. Tell your neighbor, rest at the right time. Praise God. Number six, I'm almost through. Hallelujah. Are you being blessed tonight? Ah, this one I can't finish tonight. Uh, but I'll say it. Then I'll just choose the last one. I'll, I'll be good tonight. You know the scripture, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, Amplified Version, one of my best scriptures, for we are his workmanship, his own master. No, number six is the focus, the focus on the right path. Your focus. What's getting your attention? This year is a year of focus. Once you know what you want to do, then do it. Don't do, don't do everything in 2020. I'm going somewhere. For whereas workmanship, his own master work, a work of art, created in Christ Jesus, reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, ready to be used. Ready to be used. It's separate from used though, but ready to be used for good works. Which God prepared for us beforehand, taking parts which he sets so that we may walk in them. This is what I'm going to. How many know the power of the sower? Luke chapter 8. Let's read it quickly. Verse 5 to 8. The sower went out to sow his seed. And as he sowed, some fell by the road, and it was trampled underfoot. And the birds of the sky ate it up. And some seed fell on shadow, shallow soil covering the rocks. And as soon as it sprouted, it withered away, because it had no moisture. Other seed fell among the thorns, and the thorns grew up with it and choked it out. And some fell into good soil and grew up and produced a crop a hundred times as great. And he said these things, he called them who was an heir to hear, let him hear. So I read the scripture, I just, I'm going through the gospels and all that. And the me said, did you see what I saw? Ah. I said, yes now. You know, the soul I saw, the soul song, you know, the good God, the tongues, cares of life. You know, the normal. He said, did you see what I saw? He said, go back. So I read it. Look at the story. The man said, honey, I'm going now today. Where are you going? I want to go and sow seed. He carried the bag. As I was going on the road with optic sights, he saw roadside. He paused on there <laughs> with optic sights. And now only a madman will pour seed on, on the roadside and expect to get the harvest. But the man did it. Then he finished. He saw rocky soil. He poured it there. As he was going, he saw a place that has stones. Ah! He poured it there. Then just before he went home. It's all one place. And this is why it's smooth. He poured the rest. Then he went to money. I'm tired. They should flog him. God told me he wasted 75% of his seeds. He said if he took that 75% and put it in that one ground, you can imagine how his life would be. In 2020, nowhere you're wasting your seed. Don't waste your seed. Don't waste your seed. Since that day, I called my staff. I shared the parable with them. I said, where are we sowing? There is rocky ground. Where are we sowing? That we experience stones. Some people are doing something because that's what we always do. Stop it. One of the ways you used to know a good ground is what has produced 30 fold, 60 fold, and 100 fold for you. Sit down with your life and review it. You are collecting 60k per month somewhere. That's fine. But you notice that every time you do ushering and all those kind of things, people give you wristwatch, perfume, and things like that. That's good ground. <laughs> it's simple. Very simple. Look at where favor is sounding. Master the place. Master the place. Master the place. Where has grace shown in your life? It's a good ground. It's a good ground. I was coming this evening and I'm, I'm traveling to do something in the U.S. I'm now head of church planting. I go for church planting conference, you know, and all that. So I said, ah, we should do a program. I was in the car, in the cab that was bringing me. And I was thinking about, I want to do a big program in one state in America. I was like, how do we do it? I just remembered one guy like this. I just, I said, ah, how are you? This, this. I want to do this in whatever. I said, 
He said, I'm for it. And the guy leads a huge whatever. Now, let me say this to you. Over the years, I don't need money to organize program. Personally. So, I don't need budget to go to where God has asked me to go. I've seen grace. So, when you see me organizing program, it's grace that's leading me there. You will not say, hey, I want to be like Pastor Jimmy. You know, I, say, I want to be like where I grew up. I said, you just die. Am I right? You're wasting your time. I want you to be like you when you grow up. And in case you don't know, you are growing up. Wake up. If you sleep well tonight, you didn't hear this message. If you sleep well tonight, and tomorrow, tomorrow looks like today. It's better you are at City Mall, watching TV, and wasting your life. It's better. You know, if you are going to waste it, waste it well. You know, it's very, it's very bad if you waste and you don't enjoy the waste. <laughs> you want to waste, waste well. So you know, at least I enjoy the waste. <laughs> because waste is waste, praise the Lord. But don't waste your year. Wake up tomorrow. All this thing that you are, you, are, you are entering bus and it takes you four hours to get home. You're, you have not thought about your life well. You are wasting your destiny. Think about, use your faith to move yourself to a place where you are not far from church but you are closer to work. Use your faith. You cannot afford four hours in a bus that has no AC. Honestly, you can't really fulfill destiny in that environment. <laughs> I remember I've entered bus before. One day in 2004, that's the last time I entered bus. <laughs> I, I had a car. I just said, let me go to church office, Thomas Alako. Or somewhere, I think it was church office still there. I entered bus from grammar school. Tuaba! I said, in my life, I will never. The presence left. Everything. So, you know, there's a phase where if that's where you are in your life, the person can still follow you. After you want the person to say, follow me. Amen? 2020, organize your life to be close to God, but organize your life to do this thing. Are we together? That's number six. <sighs> Pastor T, thank you. I appreciate it all. I have trial, but I have one more. And this is the last part. 8.15, I'll be out of here. I remember when I was growing up, there was one race by a guy called Ben Johnson. Who can remember Ben Johnson? Raise your hand. Raise your hand. If you are not raising your hand after this service, greet us well. Amen. <laughs> greet us what? Well. How do you remember Ben Johnson? What was the big thing about Ben Johnson? He used what? Steroids. And God told me, say you need steroids to run your race. Have you seen a man on steroids before? He looks normal. But when they start, you say, ah, is it not a normal man? Because there's something extra. It's the power of the Holy Ghost. Next week, we're going to have a time to pray. And God told me, starting from tonight, I will share a story with you I shared for the first time last week in Abuja. I've never really shared this story anywhere before. In 1996, I was um, in UI. I remember we came back and Pastor May's brother is my very close friend, Tunde, had been inviting me to his fellowship, Victory Christian Fellowship. Come to fellowship, come to fellowship. But I didn't go, praise God. Eventually, one day, nothing to do in the room. I don't go to the fellowship that I say now. So I got there to let you know I didn't, I was a spiritual somebody. Amen. Praise the Lord. I just went there that day. So I sat at the back because I've never been in a world of spirits meeting before. I was a member of Baptist. Church. Had, yeah. I said, ah, control yourself. Praise God. Praise. I said, ah, control yourself. And as I was saying, control, it was as if you've been crazy. I said, ah, I said, control yourself. And with every control yourself, it was going out of control. So I started laughing. I started laughing. It was slow first. But after a while, it was increasing. Increasing. Ah. Then, before I knew it, I was, I couldn't stand straight. I was doing, I said, ah. My, my brain was still working, no? My brain was complaining. My spirit was moving. <laughs> I said, ah. You too. Kindness of said, Ah, you too. As he said it, I just let go. <laughs> I started laughing. And as I let go, I've never said this in many places. 
I felt a hand from up on my head. And I said, I will not fall. <laughs> Can you imagine? My brain was talking. I said, I will not fall. But this one, you know when it says sterizo, I understand. I remember I was spinning and I fell out. So when they say move of the spirit, we didn't organize it. It happened to me. But God told me this year, he said, that day, I poured my spirit on you. And you have been running since. And God told me some of you need a pouring. A pouring. A pouring. Jesus, you know, says he was led by the spirit. The spirit doesn't say, let's go. Do you see this way the spirit came from heaven? Like a mighty rushing wind. The way I see Jesus entering the wilderness, he ran in there. There is a power, please get on the keyboard. There is something that comes on you and no, you don't have to wait for it. It doesn't always have to be like a hand. Are we together? But does something that your life would all be different because God needs a new you for a new year. You need to die to live. You need a new you. This, think about it. This you, you have been dragging it for two years. Some people for four years, for seven years. And God said there's an encounter. Some of you, it will happen in a meeting. Some of you, it will happen by instruction. Follow this person and stay with this person. And just be around them. The day it will happen, Elijah said, Elijah, if you see me when I'm going up, there are what I call going up moments that the sons of the prophet will have heard about but they don't experience. It takes being around at the right time. There's some of you that God is trying to hook up with somebody there's because there's a grace they carry you need. When you hear Archbishop Bessel and Bishop Oedeko, in fact, they said Bishop Oedeko is Archbishop Sosson. He, 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 he ate it. Have you ever had Bishop talk about Kenneth Hagin? It's as if it's only a Kenneth Hagin world. Because there's grace. You will not seek grace if you are not aware of the race. Because you are faster than Pastor Bennett. So you think you're okay. And your measure is car, is house. Stupid things. Some of us, and some people, God's plan is not for you to live in 17 houses. And some, it is. And it's fit for your purpose. Some of us, God will tell you to give 17 houses. But you'll be okay. You'll be very blessed too. Ladies and gentlemen, this is not about you any longer. There's a dying world out there. 2020 is a year to align with God's plans for your life. God will not, God is not creating great vision for you. God will only show you what he has created. Exodus 25 verse 40. God said to Moses, make sure you build according to what I showed you on the mount. Great vision. Can we rest up on our feet? We'll continue next week. Lift your hands to him. Just pray the Holy Ghost. And the Spirit of God says that the next few days are important days. Some people, he will steer you resolutely in the right direction. Express your heart in spirit, in tongues tonight to God. For there's more, there's more, says the Spirit of God. As you pray tonight, I see eyes open in the name of Jesus. As you pray tonight, I see an infilling going on tonight. Somebody is consecrating themselves and saying, Not my will, but Lord, yours be done. This thing you have told me by your strength, by your help, by your spirit, I commit to it in 2020. Come on, pray. We have just a few minutes. Come on, pray. We have just a few minutes. 
as I was ministering, God said, This person I connected you with, go back there. There's grace waiting for you. I see a new dawn, a new dawn upon your life in the name of Jesus. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us tonight. Come up fresh upon us tonight. Someone is being filled from on higher. You will see again. You will run again. Somebody that was slowed down. I see you picking speed. The hand of the Lord comes upon you tonight. In the name of Jesus. In 2020, you will know your good ground in the name of Jesus. Some of you need courage, courage for the year. You receive it in the name of Jesus. Oh, we praise you tonight. We praise you tonight. The preceding message was brought to you by King's Word Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at King's Word Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station. First Bank Bus Stop off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234 810 0000640.